Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not so classic games of the 8 and 16 bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Super R Type on the Super Nintendo. Super R-Type was developed and published by Irem and released in Japan in September of 1991. It was then released in July of 1991 in North America and June of 92 in uh, PAL territories. Well, Still stuck with that year-long wait. Yeah, yeah. It's just not right, man. Irem Software started as Kabushi Kigashi Arima Software Engineering. Okay. In 1974. And uh, they were the ones that programmed Moon Patrol. Oh, okay, yeah. So that was their first big arcade hit. And then they are probably more known for a lot of their NES classics. Sure, sure. Such as Kickle Cubicle. I've never played it, but I know the box very well oh, from I, the I rental it. world. It was fun. I remember playing it once. But more on our page of things, Metal Storm, mm. and of course, the future episode, Guardian Legend. Oh, yeah, yeah. So members of the company uh, left as time went on, and they formed not only Capcom, but Nazga Corp, the people behind the Metal Slug series. Mmm, that's good stuff, too. And then this game, Super R-Type, was a pseudo-port of R-Type 2. Yeah, I saw it described as a remix of it. Yeah, it of. incorporates some of the levels from the arcade game and part of the power-up system. Mm. But it's not as full-fledged. Gotcha. And then this is just one in a long series of R-Type games. Yeah, yeah. There have been ones in the arcade... There was a Sega. Yeah, I played, I played it on the Sega Master System. So, so far back as the Master System. And then there would be another one on the Super Nintendo as well, R-Type 3, I think. Yeah. Well, Nick, what kind of game is R-Type? I'm sorry, Super R-Type. Super R-Type is a, uh, a side-scrolling shoot-em-up. Uh, similar to Gradius or other ones we've seen. Um, mm -hmm. The big the big difference here between it and other ones is you have your force pod thing. That's... Okay, well, let's get into that in a moment. Now, in this game, you are the pilot of a R-9 space fighter. Yeah, which I was like, oh, that's why they call it R-Type. I, I never knew. <laughs> yeah, I did not either. So I was like, oh, nice. And in this game, you can move all over the screen. You have mm -hmm. eight-way directional movement. And you can shoot. Yeah, to the right. To the right. Well... Not always to the right. Well, yeah, if you get other... We'll get there. Your and default shot goes to the right. So this is a shoot 'em up and the main function you're going to be doing is shooting in this game. Oh, yeah. And it has a very different mechanic than, say, the Gradius Life Force series. Yeah, it's... Well, this game is slower. Feel like, the, the series in general has a more methodical approach than, you know... I would agree. But the big difference is, is you're going to have... You don't have to cash in for power-ups. You just find power-ups that change your yeah. weapon assortment. Yeah, yeah. That's. You know, I think that's more standard to most shoot-em-ups, you know, mm -hmm. like as opposed to the Gradius systems. And these power-ups all come in the forms of like a... It's like a little weird orb ship or walker. Yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know what they're called, but they're yeah, a little weird looking. But there's two varieties. You have there's uh, blue yeah. and red. And we'll start with some of the blue ones, the... Blue ones are your guns. Yeah, your lasers. Your lasers. And let's just go over the different types of lasers to begin with. Sure. And then we'll get into the specifics of what happens when you get multiple. Uh, you have my favorite, the blue power-up, they call it. Mm, the reflecting laser? The reflecting laser. Yeah, this is uh, this is one of my favorites, too. It's it's really good. You shoot out uh, one beam forward and then one and then two at 45-degree angles forward as well. Yeah. But they will reflect off a surface and bounce around and through enemies and kill a bunch of people. They're really awesome. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's great for filling the screen with your uh, lasers, man, and killing lots of different, you know, you can't concentrate or aim sometimes, so no. it helps. <laughs> and especially in levels that have a lot of small areas or are broken up by a lot of things, you know, the laser will bounce around and get behind areas that you don't have normal access to. Yeah, or and it's an, an easy way to hit behind you. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to worry about moving your pot around. And there's even a boss that I'm not really sure how you defeat without the laser. So okay. We'll talk about them in a moment. Now, following that, you have the pink power-up. Yeah, the anti-air laser. 
Yeah. Um, I regretted getting this every time. In fact, this weapon was the reason I made sure I had a, a listing next to oh, me okay. to make to not get the wrong item. I didn't see it a whole lot. I mean, it's the big. It has a blue and like red ring laser thing coming out. Like it, it's, and it makes like um, well, like a double helix. Almost. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, this is one I remembered from previous, as well as the reflecting laser uh, from my previous experiences. So. Yeah. The problem is, is it's, I guess, really strong, but it's got a weird focus on it where you can miss little creatures and it's just in front of you, which I don't like. And, okay, I had a, I mean, this kind of ties in with another power-up later, but you get your little pits that follow you. Mm -hmm. And I didn't encounter this, but when I was watching a playthrough making notes, I was like, with this laser, those things were shooting these little missiles out. Like, I never oh, saw them shoot anything when I was playing. I Same was like, here. they're just there to hit things. You right. Know, we'll touch about this later. But then I was, I was like, oh, what? Like, that, that must be why. Because this gun's okay. I guess it's better than nothing. But I Well, it doesn't mention non- that in the manual. No, it doesn't. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I did look at the manual. I had to figure out how to play this game. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, so maybe that's where. Because I always thought it was kind of, uh, you know, not that great of a, a weapon. Okay. Well, that's maybe that's something to check out on the next playthrough. But uh, following that, we have our green laser power-up, and that is the split laser. And I use this one a bit as well. Yeah. It doesn't look like a laser at all, but you shoot out like a wave of fireballs. Yeah, it's more like a spread gun, I feel like, kind mm-hmm. of. But unlike a normal spread that continues to spread out for the entire screen, it spreads, and then once it hits its like full wave size, it, then they all move forward. Yeah, it's like a corridor of destruction. And it is. This is a really another good one for just tearing through areas with lots of guys in them. Yeah, yeah. Pretty strong. And then following that, you have the yellow laser, a.k.a. the most useless. Yeah, and it's called the laser. Yeah. and Confusingly so. <laughs> it isn't a laser at all. It's a series of fireballs you shoot out of the top and bottom of your ship, and they go straight to the ceiling and the floor and then run across it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which seems kind of useful, but since the majority of the enemies are floating around in the area, it doesn't really hurt a lot of them. There's a couple spots where it's like stuff's falling down from above or... Yeah, but I don't see... There's no reason you would uh, get stuck with this later to have it be useful in like one moment. For the most part, I just avoided taking these several times because I had something better. And then there is the final one, the gray power-up. Yeah, the shooting gun laser. I mean, I totally misread that uh, and always looked at it, thought it was shotgun laser, which Maybe. I liked way more. Well, I mean, I just call it the C-bomb, which mm-hmm. is exactly what it is from uh, Contra 3 Alien Wars, where you shoot a little missile out and it makes a bunch of, it's short range, but it makes a bunch of really big, strong explosions. And I really like this one. I used it a lot, actually. And Generally, in bosses, it's oh, amazing. Oh, yeah. It's super powerful. So that's it for all of your gun power-ups. Now, the other thing is that when you start, it's just you and your ship. But once you get one gun power-up, you now have the Force? Yeah, they call it the Force. Uh, I've always called it a pod, so I've mixed them into Force Pod. But I've seen it called different things from different people, so I'm not sure if there's some, you know, across the board, if people don't have a a universal name yet. Okay. Well, this, this Force Pod, you get one automatically when you get your first gun. Yeah. And it lets you just shoot more. Yeah, it, it comes rolling out kind of like an option, mm-hmm. um, and but it'll shoot when you shoot. Unlike an option, it doesn't go around you. It either is in the front of you, but the cool part is that you can shoot this pod off. You can shoot it to the front of the screen, and it does a lot of damage anything it hits or goes through. Yeah, and um, like you have, you can recall it to you. You can latch it onto the front or and back. When you recall it, it slowly comes back. And that's another cool thing is that it will go through some enemies and just tear them up as well. Yeah, yeah, using it is a big part of, you know, your strategies here. Now, like you said, it can also be attached to the back of the ship. So once you've let it go and you recall it, if you maneuver yourself properly, you can reattach it to the back side of your ship. Yeah, in which case you'll then launch it backwards. And in your normal rate of fire, we'll be firing uh, one of your guns will be shooting backwards. The pod gun yeah. will shoot backwards, and all of the special abilities will be shot backwards as well. Yeah, if it's if it's powered up. Which is really cool. You know, I didn't do it a lot in the levels because there's usually not enough time to re-equip it going forward again and things like yeah. that. But in certain bosses, it is a necessity. Well, and it's like, if no matter what color pod you get, the first level of the force is always just this one little, uh, you know, the pod shoots mm-hmm. one direction. 
so level one is just shooting forward. Uh, if you get a second one, your level two one, it will shoot like a... A V forward. Yeah, yeah. It's not quite a 45 degree angle. No. But, and then when it's attached, that's when you get that kind of weird orange and blue missile thing. Have you ever seen that? You yeah. know what I'm talking about? I, I wasn't sure if that was a certain weapon but it just seems to be the default level two right thing. and then at level three it uh when it's not attached to you it shoots one forward and then one up and one down well this one will shoot this the the v and an up and down and you can shoot through it forward you actually get four directions off of it oh, okay. while it's out there cruising but when it attaches to you that's when you get your lasers yeah yeah i would use that sometimes in levels where i would shoot it out just so i could do the vertical yeah shooting to hit things on the ceiling or below me in areas i couldn't reach very well and then the force ball, the orb, it does change in appearance as it levels up. Yeah. So it gets more like spires on it, spines. Yeah. It it's very weird and organic looking. <laughs> and um, as we mentioned before, as it hurts enemies that it touches, and while it's locked onto your ship, it can, like enemies that run into it will die. So you can use it to block, kind of. Yeah, it's, it's extremely useful in that fashion. In some levels. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it saved my life many times when I didn't plan on it. So those are all the things you get from the blue power-up uh, ships or walkers. But there are the red ones as well. Yes. And those are much rarer. Yeah. But they hold, I think, almost more useful items. In some ways, yeah. Uh, they hold missiles sometimes. There is the blue missile, the anti-ground mobile unit missile. Yeah, it's one of your standard, like... Drop a missile down, it explodes along the ground. It's and it does a little, strong. you know, row of explosions. So yeah. it, it does explode forward, takes out a few guys, but it's your first, you know, rudimentary missile. Yeah. The one you really want is the pink missile upgrade. Yeah. Because it is a huge upgrade. Not only do you get two missiles now, but they are now heat-seeking missiles, and they will chase down stuff on the screen all the time. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I relied on them quite often for things that were behind me. Oh, for sure, yeah. Now, in addition to missiles, in fact, the very first thing you're going to find in the game yeah. out of one of these is the S, the speed unit. Classic speed. Um, I don't know how many of these stack. Do you? Uh, more than I wanted. Like, after I got two, I avoided these like the plague because you will get moving so fast that it's, like, uncontrollable. I remember I was like, whoa. Like, I'd, I'd accidentally get some later and be oh. running into stuff all the time. I like, got a couple, so I... I I felt comfortable around three or four, I guess. I would try to stay. I was like, three was my tops if mm -hmm. I was keeping track. But sometimes you just got to take them and hope for the best. So, And then the final thing you'll find is the pit. Yeah. Um, what a weirdly named. I yeah, guess it's like the pit of a... Like a seed or like a... <laughs> a peach. Yeah, peach pit. So, But what it is, is it is a, a, a an orb and you can get up to two of them. Mm -hmm. The first one will attach to the top of your ship. Is it always the top one first? I don't know. Okay. I feel like it was. I couldn't. I was like, I never knew if I was like, maybe I touched it on that side. or. I think so. Okay. But the more useful one, I think, is the bottom one. Yeah. Um. I've used, I'll take any one I can get. Like, you, they seem like a, more of an option because they stay right by your ship. and But, but they not don't, exactly. They yeah. do kind of lag a little bit behind you. That's true. And, and float around. So you can't just rely on them, you know, if you're flying around full speed to be there no. as a shield. But they do act as a form of shield. Yeah, because they will, any enemies, they will destroy that touch them. Which I do use that as an offensive maneuver at times. All right, yeah. And, uh, and like we said earlier, I'm pretty sure with the pink anti-air laser they will start shooting missiles but wow i never actually did that <laughs> that's something i definitely want to check out in the future though now in this game you start with three lives and that is probably the biggest sticking point for most people about this game is that you have those three lives and you do have unlimited continues yeah but there are no save points no no checkpoints at all like not even at the boss Every time you die, you're starting the whole level over. It's really rough. It's very brutal. And, I mean, this is not an R-type thing. It's a super R-type thing. Like, all the other ones have checkpoints. But I'm I'm guessing because, screw you renters, uh, they decided to take these out. I don't know. And, I mean, it's not like like in Life Force, you can... It, it's tough, but if you need to practice, you can get your 30 men. Right. There's no IREM code here, too. No. <laughs> you know. One thing we should get to is that this game has many different levels of difficulty built into it. Yeah. Uh, it. There is the normal difficulty it starts you at, but from the select screen, you can choose hard, easy, and novice as well. Although it does default to easy. Oh, Standard, does it? yeah. I was like, I'm going to play normal. 
Okay. And that didn't work out so well. <laughs> now, in the novice mode, you do retain most of your power-ups once you've died and restarted. So I didn't play it there. Does that um, Is that like the full game? Do you know? or? Yeah, it is the full game. And it just has abbreviated. The bosses all have uh, smaller patterns. They don't mm. do as many uh, types of firing. And the enemies throughout the levels don't fire as much. And there is usually about half of them. Okay, okay. I um like I said, I spent most of it on normal and then I switched down to easy mm-hmm. and I noticed things dying quicker, but that was about it that I could yeah, tell. I think the big jump is from the novice level up. Gotcha. It's more of like the training wheels mode. Yeah, yeah. As it should be. Well you also have a charge shot. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. It um which is weird because I didn't know it existed for the first couple of times I was playing the first level. I was like, I don't even know how you're supposed to do this and you have, uh, you can, it's kind of weird because you have two fire buttons. You have one you can hold down for rapid fire. Yes. Which is what I was just doing. Mm-hmm. And you have a little meter on the bottom that if you press the other single fire button, you can hold it down, charge up your meter, and you can get two different shots. The yes. first one is just a big kind of X-bustery thick fireball. And then the second level one is a big swarm like spread of blue fireballs. It's pretty, pretty cool. it, it's really strong too. I didn't realize it's it. super strong. <laughs> but the thing is, is you can also do it if you're holding down the you know rapid fire button. You can then just hold also down that one, and it'll start charging it. Oh, really? So, so you never have to take your thumb off of the rapid fire button. Uh-huh. Like you won't continue to rapid fire. Gotcha. It'll override it. It'll override it though. Mm-hmm. And then for my play style, that's easier. Well, when I was started, I was like, well, this is dumb. I'm changing. I'm mapping my buttons there because I want it down here. You oh, know? Okay. And then it was like later, I was like, oh, and that's why you have two fire buttons. I was like, that's stupid. Why would now, you put it? Now, I don't know if you noticed this because it's also not uh, commonly, you don't come across it, but you can actually overheat that thing. Oh, really? Uh, if you let it go too long in the second built-up stage, it will have a negative effect on you. Really? I, I didn't run into that. But... I don't know what it is. I just saw that that was a Game Genie code to remove the overheating. But the problem is, is that to charge that up to the second level takes so much time. And that's time when you're not firing a single shot. You're just dodging. Probably being swarmed. Yeah, that I never had the thought of overheating that thing or holding it any longer than I needed to. (laughs) Well, Nick, the cat's out of the bag because I already said I looked at it. (laughs) But, uh, you know, this is your part of the show. You like to talk about the manuals, all these yes. different games. And I got to say, I found this manual very handy, especially due to the lack of quality FAQs about this game <laughs> online. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not bad. It's uh, a 17-page, uh, you got full color, lots of screenshots. But there is a problem with those screenshots. Well, they're very weird. They're small and hard to even tell what's going on sometimes. And The like, color. Well... When you're looking at the uh, the lasers to identify the different pods, like yeah. the colors are way off there. Like, it, they are. But, yeah, you get a little bit of story, which is very, you know, it's the Bido empires, the bad guys. Uh, I guess. I guess they're mutants, and they're coming at Earth, so mm. send out the R9s to stop them. Okay. And, and you're not the first R9 sent out, I'm guessing. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, well, mm-hmm. not from the ending. But, uh, yeah, and, I mean, it does a good job of explaining the Force Pod, your weapons and such, a uh, little game overview. I Like, it does give you a little level and boss intro. Yeah, yeah. And if page. I recall it, it did have a pretty extensive enemies list. Yeah, you get a page with, like, ten enemies on it uh, with screenshot pictures of them. And names, uh, goofy names, I think, on a few. Oh, and some super cheesy descriptions. Like, one of them's like... This mutant has the personality of Godzilla. Like, the real, like, cheesy 90s, like, well, we're trying to sound hip and irreverent. That is my favorite part of the instruction manual. (laughs) But, yeah, I don't think there's any scores or anything, so... No, there were not. Yep, and, uh, yeah. So, that's what you get to read with. Check it out. Well, Nick, I think you touched on it a little bit here, but what was your personal history with this game? Uh, well, I really don't have... I've never played this one before. Um, but I had played the first R-Type on the Sega Master System. Oh, so you never played this R- Super R-Type? Correct, yeah. Okay, how about R-Type 2? Yeah, no, I never... I don't remember ever even seeing these games in the arcade, so... No, I don't remember seeing them very often either. But I have played R-Type 2 on my own personal main cabinet. And oh, okay. it's pretty fun, real solid. You know, uh, some big differences. You definitely have a lot more weapons and options and all that fun gotcha. stuff you can have up to three of the orb things 
Oh, nice. So that's cool. But this game, uh, Super R Type, I I think I rented it. Okay. Because I feel like this was a this was a pretty early Super Nintendo. Yeah, I release. think so. Yeah. So it was during those early days of like you. Whereas only like 16 games. Yeah, take Dude. what you can get. Yeah. Well, I rented all the ones. I'm not going to rent any of these sports games. And yeah. uh, <laughs> Super R-Type. Let's try it out. But obviously, it left almost zero impression on me. So, <laughs> yeah, that that's that's where I stand on that. But your more recent experience, Nick. I, uh, I beat this game. I cheated. Uh, I mm-hmm. saved states in between levels. And... There is a level select code. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I started playing on normal, as we kind of mentioned, and then I got to about the third level. Uh-huh. And I was getting close to the end, and I was like, well, I'll try easy. And at first it felt too easy, but then as I progressed past where I had gotten on normal, I was like, I don't know how I would have done this. Right. I played <laughs> on normal to begin with as well, and it was just brutal. So I was like, no, I'm going down to <laughs> Novus. Yeah. So I beat the game on Novus, so that's totally doable. But then I super cheated my way through normal mode. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I would save like, you know, three times during a boss fight. <laughs> and you kind of have to because some of those boss fights are like six minutes long. Ugh. They are grueling. They can be, yes. All right, Nick, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And I'd like to start by saying this game has some extreme slowdown. Yeah. Um... But a lot of the time for the better. Uh, yes, this is a game where I was like, any time it slowed down, I was like, thank you. Like, I need this time. And there would be a thing in certain levels where if you would then use your charge-up gun, the speed would come right back to normal. Because you're oh. taking away all the bullets from the screen. Oh, gotcha. The trajectories that your guy's doing. And it was super freaky because then the enemies would move twice as fast. Like... There were certain areas where it was like, I they were always so slowed down mm-hmm. that when they actually would uh, speed back up. Like, I'd get to them, and there wouldn't be slow down. I was like, whoa, oh, no. Like, these yeah. guys are the fast. Weird, the weird spider boss was one of the main areas that I dealt with, uh, that different variables in screen speed. Well, and I would sometimes, like, if your pods attach to you mm-hmm. and you shoot it off, that can be enough to trigger the slowdown. Yeah. So I would do that where I was like, nope, slowing it down. <laughs> like, I, I need this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But on the other side of that coin... I feel like the controls in this game are extremely tight. Yeah. And the hitbox on your character is very small and very forgiving. Mm-hmm. It is about one or two pixels inside, I think, the sprite itself, yeah. Yeah. it seems like. So I was able to maneuver around in little areas and pockets that I really thought I was going to get killed yeah, in a yeah. lot of times. For sure. This game definitely lends itself to some of those scenarios where you're like, oh my God, and then you squirrel around you know inside a serpent and then past its five (laughs) bullets and you're like oh i cannot believe i just did that yeah and you know we mentioned earlier about how it's like you can keep speeding up to ridiculous speeds which is actually pretty awesome when it slows down because then it's like you're moving normal right and everyone is you know like you feel like the flash or something like everyone else is you're in bullet time or something like now this game was an early super nintendo game but I think they did a great job with the graphics. I really yeah. like the style of it. I've always been a fan of the R-Type series. They have a more of a organic look to their ships and things like that. Well, they lean even heavily, more heavily into the Giger, like, well, they do, in certain areas. But I think the coolest part is that they do it in a more inspired by way. Yeah. You're not seeing any direct Xenomorph heads. Yeah. You're not seeing any, you know, Queen Alien parts. You're not seeing the egg sacs or face huggers there's only one enemy that looks kind of like a xenomorph in a chair yeah but beyond that i mean it's things that are geiger inspired but they're not direct ripoffs of things yeah. i've seen him make yeah it's it's cool I, I like it and i mean i like the music as well it's i don't know if it fits this game yeah i really do like the music i don't know if i like it for this game well it's like it's so jazzy like... okay well you have a couple hits like this yeah, I can fly around, shoot things, no problem. But then you have other tracks like this that have a weird slow jam kind of vibe. Yeah. I mean, I really like it. It's It's got a cool 70s kind of funky groove. Yeah. And then a lot of them have kind of like an early 90s R&B sound that I also <laughs> like. They just don't really fit the shoot em up kind of thing. Well. There's that slap bass for you. Uh, oh, they lead into it. They got a lot of... Well, anyways, um, yeah, it's, uh, it reminds me of 
like Super Castlevania 4. Like, you have these jazzy songs where I'm like, it's not that I don't like the music, it just doesn't fit right. necessarily. Or even uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, going to take you for a ride. Yeah. You get all the horns, and I was like, this is fighting game music now? I don't know. I mean, it's fine music. It just it does feel a little little strange and a little off. I do like the, uh, I love your little intro scene. Little, That's one of my favorite parts of the game. <laughs> little pixel men, like, yeah, getting he, in. Like, as, as you all know, I love tiny people and tiny things in games. And, oh, man, you get, like, four pixel high dudes climbing into a ship. That yeah. wins me over from the very beginning. It's awesome. Sadly, you never see anyone get out of the ship or any of that again. But yeah. I, w- I wouldn't have minded, you know, like a final cut scene. With yeah. Those tiny pixel people in it. So uh, how do you feel about the force pod mechanic? Like, I really liked it. Like, I forgot. I was, I really got into it. Like, Well, once you get used to using it as an offensive weapon, it is a lot more fun. And yeah, I really did enjoy it as well. Yeah, it was just something that I, you know, I played it a bit as a kid. And then later I was like, no, I, I really get it, man. I'm into it now. Like, Yeah, I'm really excited to play one of the other uh, <laughs> R-Type games after this. And we'll, we'll get into why, but mainly because of this game is brutal, nope. brutally difficult. So hard. And it makes me wonder, too, like, I actually looked, I was like, I wonder if they made this, like, if there was an R-Type 2 on the Sega Genesis. Because I really wanted to compare because this, the Genesis supposedly doesn't get slowdown as bad right. for this stuff. So I thought maybe, you know, that'd be interesting, but it's not there. So maybe in the future we can play a Sega version or something. Okay. Of another entry. All right, Nick. Are you ready? Are you ready to take this game level by level? I am ready. There are a whopping seven levels in this game. And uh, good luck trying to find a decent map of any of them on the internet. Well... I mean, you don't need one, I yeah, mean, to be honest with you, because they are all pretty much go right, and there's nothing to avoid in, I think, five of them. And it's, uh, these stages are actually relatively short. Yeah, I was really interested in finding a map, because I wanted to see how long these levels really were. Right, yeah, because me they, too. Because I know, due to the many times in the final levels where I was like, save state, and get 10 feet, die, and then start <laughs> over... I was like, man, I've only gone like three inches yeah, how far? in the minute of gameplay. So, yeah, I was really interested in seeing that as well. But alas, you mm. don't need a map. But, uh, you know, the game starts out. You get this awesome cutscene of your guy climbing into his ship and then taking off. Yeah, blast out. And then you get your standard side-scrolling shooting space game beginning. You're, uh, the level starts in space and yeah. a wave of reddish things come at you. Yeah, those bad guys are called clerks. Now, I guess one thing we did not mention is that, and we did kind of, that, you know, you get your power-ups from the orbs, so you get nothing from shooting down waves of guys or completing a set. Yeah, so. There are no sets of orange people to kill for your power-up. There's specific power-ups to get throughout the levels. And yeah, right away, you're just going to be fighting a bunch of waves. And and majority of the creatures in this game are a wave of things coming at you. And uh, yeah, you'll go through a bunch of those guys. You can, you'll get your first power-up. There's a speed right away. Yeah, and then this whole level is out in space. Yeah, you get kind of little, like, rocks that have those hangers that shoot out, I guess. The astrojets is what mm-hmm. they're called. You know, you'll get the, like, a line of ships that come out. And it and you can destroy that hanger. You. Yeah, you can use a charged shot. Uh, I didn't uh, know that at first. So oh. after a few times, I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> that makes it a little easier. But, yeah, you'll just fight some guys until you get to the next section, which is a big minefield, where these little mines start dropping from the top or rising from the bottom. And if you get anywhere near them, they will trigger a little timer, then explode. Yeah. And it's in a cloud explosion, so you can get hit. Yeah. Be careful. um, You can shoot them, and they have a smaller explosion. Um, It's really, I would just be, like, up and down, moving back and forth, triggering them, getting out, trying to keep the screen clear, because eventually enemies start showing up, and it can get very cluttered. Right, because soon after that, you're treated with your first one of these, uh, I don't know what they are, because I guess I didn't look at the instruction manual too well. It's like a mini-boss type creature. Yeah, these guys are called Bad Acres. I wish you guys could see the look on my face. (laughs) Um, It's like, what does that name mean? That's funny. Well, maybe it's like a cross between a badass and a wiseacre. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he'll drop out of the, kind of from the the ceiling shooting this big big laser beam it looks kind of like a gundam yeah yeah it's like a mech looking guy um this is right after you probably just got he's right around the the first pod you can get so 
Well, in fact, most of the time, he comes down before the pod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you get the pod while you're trying to tango with him. Yeah, it's like you can go down to the bottom because this you can't get past this big uh, laser beam he's emitting. But once he drops it, he'll these little like turrets will come out and he'll start to shoot. So mm-hmm. I generally found as soon as he drops in, I started charging, and I could do a max charge shot, which will kill him in one hit. Okay. And then like that's right around when the pod appears. So I blast both of those, pick it up, and then fight some turrets and you're on to the boss. Yeah. And the bosses, like I said, do change from easy mode or novice mode to normal mode. Yeah, I'm curious to see. Like, I didn't notice so, a big difference between uh, oh, yeah. the easy and normal when I played with this one. But Now, the boss looks the same. So mm-hmm. you have this uh, kind of robotic sphere cube thing and it has four smaller robotic appendages circling it yes it's called the illuminator by the way and the illuminator flies around and he drops bombs around the screen yeah these weird like uh obstacles or yeah yeah but that's not the real challenge the real challenge is avoiding him yeah he's fast and he moves semi-erratically like it's kind of hard sometimes <laughs> yeah to tell where i'm like is he coming i'm in the corner and i'm like is he coming at me or is he going to curve up and that's the thing he doesn't move in straight lines he moves yeah. in these weird curves that really get you that's the part that it's hard to deal with there are what i, I felt like some safer areas like the bottom left corner and, okay, and yeah. places like that mm-hmm. in the novice mode it just moves in a pattern of each corner in a straight line around the screen. Oh, okay. Fairly slowly. Nice. Yeah, oh, cool. Yeah, I was like, oh, I could fight this guy as a... <laughs> but, you know, if he's got more health later on. Yeah. I didn't realize he had the, the crazy swerves going on in that stuff. Well, it's like right when he first comes out, he'll kind of drop to the bottom right corner, and that's when, like, as soon as he appears, I'm shooting my pod out. Yeah, because... Right on him, and you can hear it, like... That's the real secret is with the bosses, is if they move around, not the stationary ones, you can usually find a place to shoot your weapon off your force power and then if it travels back through him when you recall it it does a ton of hits and damage especially if you recall it as he's moving to you like and it's following right along and you're like yeah like i could usually get him down to one gun easily but that's when he seems to go faster and And crazier and then it's just a, a patience game really because i would just get impatient and try to kill him faster and die so yeah just fly around and dodge and shoot and you'll be fine you will be and then you are treated to a small stage-ending cutscene where they tally up your something and yeah, you get you, points. Yeah, you get your points. and Oh, which you do get extra men for every 40,000 points. So. Which seems... Uh, when I cheated my way through the game, which meant I never died, I think I got a total of two extra men. I, I, I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think. Because like, I noticed it didn't scale up. Like I would get extra men, but I feel like I, would, I was dying enough to... I don't know, but... Yeah, every 40,000. I, I was glad that it wasn't like the first one's 40, second one's 80, 80 yeah. or, you know, like, so they're there. They are. But after that, you move directly on to stage two. Yeah, the ruins. The um, ruins. They're These are not ruins in the sense <laughs> no, I would imagine. They're pretty high-tech ruins. Uh. <laughs> they are. Full of um, moving platforms, uh, weird areas you got to squeeze through. Yeah, yeah. Lots um, of corridors starting to appear. Yeah, you'll start in the, the space, you know, and as you go into the actual ruins, it's like you'll get this area where there's a bunch of those hangars, mm-hmm. and right after them are the swarm of these enemies that I call the pink missile bots Yeah, that come out of the bottom. There's a bunch of them that keep popping up, and they shoot those big missiles. They're way oh, bigger yeah. than you. It's yeah. like the first time I saw them, they scare the crap out of me. Like, They're giant robots, and they, they jump out of, I, I thought it was like lava of some sort. Oh, maybe, yeah. It's They're coming up out, and... Uh, you really just have to stay at the very back of the screen. Yeah, um, especially because if, uh, towards the end, some of them will start, at least one of them will pop up from the left side. And, he got and, me. And I'm like, I always would be like, wait for him, stay all the way to the left so you can kill him before, because if he gets behind you, it's really hard to kill him. Agreed. By this point, you will start getting... Um, I think right after that is when you can get a pink pod. So this is where you'll get your anti-air laser. But now you'll start getting actual lasers in this level. The first one, they really make you earn it in level one. Your pod doesn't come to like the end. No. And uh, I didn't forget to mention, you get like quadruple the amount of drops, power-ups in Novus mode as well. Oh, okay. So you have like a laser, you have a full laser by the end of the first level, I think. Oh, nice. Or or something along. You have a lot more going on. I do remember that. Hmm. But I don't really remember a lot of other exciting things about this level, Nick. There's really not. Um, there's some. There's like a moving platform thing where you have to 
Yeah. You know, th- there's a little path in between this, like, electricity. It's, it's, it's very pretty easy. standard stuff. You'll see, like, segmented snake enemies. Uh, lots of, you know, the big thing about this game is it's just going to throw a ton of ships at you yeah. over these small spaces of time. And and let's get into, you know, we, we may have talked about this before, but I do really love a good shoot 'em up especially on an arcade cabinet. Mm. And this game definitely works towards this, like, zen state you sometimes get in where you are no longer worrying about the right-hand side of the screen. Right, right. Like, what you're firing at is of no consequence. You're just firing, and then you get into this, like, lock on your ship. You just see your ship and, like, the four inches around it as you try to weave your way through all of the crap flying at you and the creatures and ships. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like you're in the zone, man. Tunnel vision. Definitely. But if you can make it through the tunnel vision of this level, you'll find yourself at the boss. And every stage, you know you're at the end because the ship reorients itself to the middle of the screen and then you take off. Which you are invincible. Like there's, uh, and again, like at the end of this level, there's another one of those bad acres, Mm -hmm. but he comes behind you and you can just avoid him and then eventually you'll trigger the boss. You'll get far enough and you'll just go into it. So. So, and you always leave to a new area when you, when you do travel to a boss. Yes. So this boss is known as. Zab Tom? Zab Tom, man. Zab Tom Zip, zab, is a giant Giver suit. <laughs> yeah, he's a weird, uh, it, yeah, it very much looks like Giver. Um, yeah, that's a good call. Uh, it's a big, weird alien with like, it has like a belly gun. Yeah. Well, it's not even the belly. It's like, it's got a weird pointy chest area. I, yeah. It's like ch- chest belly. That's like a point i'm not gonna lie i don't even know where you hit this thing to hurt it um I, is it that place i think it's the, is belly it the face because the face will break off at some point i yeah i noticed that too but it didn't so seem it's to got be... a face it's got a belly gun it shoots uh these weird sparks out of ports under its chin yeah, and yeah. at the top of its head and then halfway through the fight the back wall disappears and some flesh orbs surround you. Yeah, and they start squeezing you in to the right. like So you're getting a tighter area. Mostly, I just hung out in front of the face. With the laser? Yeah, and I would shoot down an angle to hit, because it was like you could shoot straight ahead, hit the face, and your down angle will hit the, the belly when it opens. And I'll also, a little bit of wiggling will get all of the sparks that come out. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, that, that's the main thing. Just avoid them, and this guy's really not too bad. No, no, it looks way harder than it is. It's just really weird. The The biggest problem for me was I was never sure if I was actually hurting it. Yeah, you don't get flashes. There's a very specific and kind of quiet sound that it makes. It's like this little, like, like... Yeah, and I was like, am I, am I hurting it? I don't know, but I'll just keep going until it explodes. We'll see, but... And I did. So you defeat this giant, weird robotic creature faced thing and then you get to go to stage three the cave yeah this is this level can be tough this is where it starts to ramp a bit um well and you are going to be flying through a lot more tight spaces in this this area like this is when i started getting deaths from hitting things this is yeah and this is also where they start to ramp up the giger stuff a bit in the backgrounds oh yeah weird uh alieny looking stuff there's you know there's and i guess in the arcade half of this level is underwater Mm mm-hmm but here you just have these uh, like geysers and waterfalls that will push you up or pull you down. Which are really cool because they, they do yeah. like you have to fight against them. And in really tight spaces, that can be like a real challenge. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the level starts off with these kamikaze suicide fish. I don't know what those things are. They look like a fish submarine. Yeah. Or and something. they are. OK, so what they are is they come into the screen at a very tight zigzag. Yeah. But once you hit them, then they fire off in whatever direction they were going. At like a much higher rate. Yeah. So there's no way to get them past you easily. There's a weird like kind of sweet spot where you can get where they won't zigzag back up at you. Mm-hmm. If you can hit them before, I don't I'll know. I'll tell you the best way to deal with them. You send your force all the way to the front of the screen. Oh, yeah. If and then the up vertical and, and bottom one hits them. And then they, yeah. they, they, they do their supercharge to the middle of the screen and right. aren't anywhere near you. Gotcha. Yeah. And you only have to deal call. with the very few that come in from the behind at the end. Nice. So yeah. that that's my that was my uh, excitement for that level. You know, there <laughs> are a lot other. There's just a lot of areas in this where they will throw a bunch of like walking creatures at you in very tight corridors, hey, stuff like that. You get those uh, weird those like slugs that are on the ceiling and oh, yeah. wormy things, and then they turn into like a like a gear or something and, and fall the, at you. Yeah, and then there's also the exploding sperm that come out of the ground. Oh, dude, those things are real pain in the butt because they just keep spawning. 
and yeah. they will spawn behind you. And when they explode, don't they send something at you? Yeah, there's like four little mini guys come out. Like, this, yeah. they will fill the screen fast if you are not maintaining. Like, so you got to mow that long. You want to stay back on those. You yeah. need to stay at the very back of the screen there. Definitely. That's for sure. You will get another uh, mini boss. This is a different one, Crawlgar, or that kind of hovers in the center of the screen. Oh, yeah, but that thing's easy. Yeah. Uh, again, shoot, if you can just get your pot inside him and just yeah dodge a bit, he'll die super quick. I had no trouble with that guy. And then you move on to the boss. I guess its name is Inexus. In Inexus. Inexus. Michael Hutchinson. Now, um, this is I. I was curious because um, both times I got to this boss, uh, I killed it so fast, I did not know like what's it. Snakes come out of it. It's like a weird like heart looking thing in the center. Are of you the joking? Screen. Because this boss took me forever to fight. Really? And I find it also extremely disgusting. Uh, it is gross. I, I will give you that. I just, like, as soon as it would appear, I just shot my pot off. Yeah. And it was just like, brrr, and it would just die within seconds. I Well, I wasn't smart enough to use my pod the first time I fought it. So I will, I will say that. Okay. <laughs> and then on normal mode, when you fight it, its weak spot is only out for a hit, and then it goes away. Okay. Uh, so okay, yeah. you get one hit, and then it's gone. Gotcha. And then you have to wait for the whole cycle of uh, things that happen. So I hated this boss because it took forever. Forever. Gotcha. Yeah. I was this just... is one of the ones I was like, this took me forever. And the worms that come out of it are disgusting because they come out of the top of it, which is like a mouth thing, and the bottom, which is very much like a insect cloaca. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it literally like... It oscillates as it oh, feeds man. back into itself. And it is gross. There's... there's Yeah. That's awesome. So cool. I'm, I'm okay. sorry you didn't get to see it, but I... uh. And I'm sorry you didn't have to spend the seven minutes uh, dodging it. This is the one I was talking about because the snakes that come out of it, man, I became a master of like I could Looping. hide inside them as they looped <laughs> and stuff uh, because they have like um, dots in them and they fire from them. But you can blow those up every time they come out and then they won't be able to fire at you. So you just can avoid them. Mm. So it's not hard. It just takes forever. Right. And you can't mess up once or you're dead. No, no, so. not at all. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, this was... Um, when I was playing normal, I would get right before this boss was about as far as I got. Okay. So I never got to him on normal. So I only fought him on easy where I was like, whoa. Like, I, I legitimately was like, it's over? Like, nice. Wow. But, yeah. Yes. It, it can be daunting if you don't know all the tricks or you're playing one of the harder modes. <laughs> but if you if you get through him in a minute or seven, you get to move on to the next stage. That's stage four, the giant spaceship this this is probably my favorite level um it is really cool because it's yeah i mean we've seen it i think in un squadron Mm -hmm. where you fight the big you know it's like the boss is one big ship or you know what i mean but this is like more of like a armada or a squadron where you're flying around and And i think this is an homage to our type one in the arcade yeah i think there was a level like this Mm -hmm. i feel like i remember something like this from the master system days but it's like these big um kind of reddish maroon ships with all these, you know, the hard destructible part, terrain. Yeah, well. the hard part is you're not really sure which way to go around some of them. Yes. Like you'll think you're going to go <laughs> under and then it starts drifting to the bottom of the screen and you're like, oh, I cannot get through here. And it's confusing because like you said, you can destroy every surface of these ships. So even the area that you're not supposed to go through that you will get crushed in, you can be destroying parts of yeah, the ship under there. you'll think. You're like, I'm, I'm going to get there. Yeah. No, but this um, this level definitely, that shooting gun laser, the C-bomb, the exploding Oh, gun. yeah, the shotgun. I mean, you get it at the beginning. Yeah, and I just, <laughs> I rocked it through here. It loved it's, it. Yeah, the, there's one part where you kind of zig back. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, zig back to the left and then go to the top and then head right. That can be kind of tricky. But and if you're if you're quick, you can pop off your gun, reverse it. Yeah. And do that kind of thing. That's yeah, what, yeah. you know. But yeah. This thing you can blow, you know, you'll be blowing up bits and parts of this thing as you go along. Um, that's really all there is to it till you get to the f- the final uh, section of the ship where you blow it up and then a little hatch opens and you uh-huh. fly up inside. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. And inside, you fight the boss of this area, prisoner? Yeah. He's not a free man. He's a prisoner. Uh it's a weird cannon? I don't know what that means. It's like, a cannon like, in a room. Yeah, it's <laughs> and I thought this was the easiest boss. It's really not bad. There are two, there's like four turrets, two above, two below. On novice mode, those turrets don't even shoot you. Oh, really? And I was like, what are these Well, things? you can take them out pretty quick. You can take the... out the top two. You can take out one set before it ever fires on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. If you got that, especially with that shooting gun laser. Yeah, and then you 
what happens is it it is a cool boss because so this cannon shoots a giant laser beam, but it has a it pulls a special crystal or lens out to fire that beam. Yeah, and that's yeah. what you're destroying. Yeah, once you've destroyed that lens, then it goes like nutty, and you can hurt it. Yeah, but then it will pull another lens out and repeat the process. And when it shoots out the lens, is when you get those bouncy the three. Yeah, there's and one thing I did notice when I was watching a guy play this on hard, those there were five balls that it shot out there. Okay, so I was like, no, thank you. At the second part, at least by the end of it, there are five as well uh, in normal mode. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, and then once you've destroyed its lens, it also shoots out a, a volley of like little fireballs. Yeah, a little brown. And they come out lobbers. at a weird angle. You're safe at the very back of the screen. Yeah. And then as soon as you think you're good, do you need to fly forward because that's when its weakness is opened up. Yeah, get in there, man. But, you know, if you've got that uh, shooting laser yeah. it takes like three rounds with it if you if you line it up and get the explosions right on its weakness. yeah it's so strong it was it was a nice little uh i like this this boss fight if, after that last one i was like woo less than uh <laughs> three minutes this was where it was like the last boss fight i like this level i almost i don't think i beat the boss the first time i played it uh-huh. but i got to him like i was like all right i can I, I'm, I'm getting better i can get through this you know so i was like this is easy now but we got to the next level. Ooh, the fifth stage. The mining field. Not a minefield. No. A mining field. Yeah. And it is a really unique level. And it's something I don't think I've ever experienced in a uh, shooter yeah, before. Yeah, It's like, you're, you're, it's a high-tech, it's not a mine, it's not a field, you're just inside a high-tech building. Mm-hmm. But there are all these sliding walls that... Yeah, well, it's like, it looks like you're looking through to the background mm-hmm. at first. But then you realize that that's actually the plates... Where yeah. the walls move across. Yeah, because you'll see like diagonal ones where you then you'll start seeing like, okay, I can see the path. This is going to slide. And it, there's some, this can cause some really tricky like mm-hmm. weaving in and out, like trying to get somewhere before you get crushed. Or areas where you, you know, should just wait for all the pieces to fall into place. And then you have the path to make it through. Yeah, there's all those little like rolling gear bots that are coming, usually from behind, yeah. rolling around. And then you'll get those like waves of those big flying tanks. Yeah. They look weird, but. They're cool easy enough. to take care of, I think. The real big thing that really broke my heart the first time I played this was I was really flying through and kicking butt, man. Uh-huh. And you get to the end, there's a three-way split. Yes. And if you don't go up, you are dead. Really? Like, I remember I was just getting there. I was like, uh, there's a wall. You know, I was boxed in. I was like, I can't get out. Like, I just sat there shooting until I was crushed. I was like, <laughs> no, man. And it's like right at the end of the level. It was so it made me so mad. Uh, I must have always taken the top path then. Uh, That's I recommend it wholeheartedly. There now, I think this level does introduce uh, a couple of these enemies where they come from the ceiling. They're like loaded into a thing, and yeah, they unload yeah. them, and they they do have like way more hit points than anything else. But uh, oh yeah, where they'll come out of like the top and bottom. Yeah, one of those few areas. I, I feel like I remember getting that crappy. The yellow flame laser that mm-hmm. goes up and down. I, I avoided like, that thing like the plague. Well, there's one spot where it's kind of useful where you're like, I can just shoot them all. As soon yeah, as but they... the laser, you just back up and you can still hit the exact same points. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know, you get through here though, and then you are on to, well, the boss of this area, Rios. Rios himself. And Rios or is like a giant spider bot thing yeah it's like a like a it's almost like a wall that just keeps moving back and yeah you're, you're flying in front of it but and you're flying to... through a level that has yeah. obstacles and other stuff in the way there are a ton of power-ups here too like at least on on easy it was mm-hmm. like the blue red all the kinds of guys like i was like if you're not charged up by now you can get there easily at this boss and this is a boss where you definitely want to be uh well i liked having the laser a lot because the bouncing laser because it would yeah. go around all these things and be mm-hmm. hitting it mm-hmm. it shoots out like a bunch of uh you know little projectiles at you also and then spawns little things that come at you i think yeah um it's it's not too tough to avoid if you can get a full you know if you have a level three pod especially with the reflecting laser you got a pretty much clear field to dodge in and stuff. yes and then there are parts of the level that obviously they want you to charge up for so there are areas that have a lot less going on. Mm-hmm. And that's when you can charge up and un- unleash into the eye, the center mass of this thing. And this boss, I thought, was not too hard either. Yeah, yeah. This was one, I, I believe this one, and maybe even in Nexus, when I was watching the uh, hard playthrough, mm-hmm. this dude blows it up in like one, two hits maybe with a charge shot, fully charged. 
Yeah, like I said, the, I, the, the <laughs> hardest part is getting that charge shot charged all the way up. I just, man, I really wish I would have tried it more in certain ways where if I had a, a fully charged pod, I'm like, I don't need that. And then right. I was like, apparently it's way stronger than I thought. So, Well, if you defeat this crazy spider wall, you get to move on to the sixth stage, the recycling factory. Yeah, it's uh, not a plant. No. It's a this factory. is where they recycle factories. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, this, now, this is a busy level. Yeah, you're going to see uh, a lot, lots of swarms of the clerks, the astrojets. Um, mm-hmm. There's like an elevator sequence where you got guys coming up. Or going there's a down. couple of those. And um, that's annoying because like you go past them and then there's still guys coming out and they're going to be shooting you from behind. Yeah. This um, and then there's a bunch of the falling debris sequences. Yeah, those so. things suck too. But if you've got your uh, orbs, yeah, your, they uh, super help. Pit, yeah. The or pit. what I would do is like, I would just launch my pod off and let it fly, and then just try to fly underneath it. Okay. So it like would kill a, the guy. Umbrella. But it's it's kind of nerve wracking because it's like it's moving not at your perfect rate, right. so you have to keep hopping back and forth. But that's doable. Yeah, lots of debris. There's another bad acre comes from behind again at the end. Now, uh, this bad acre is a little different than the first one because he never stops firing. Oh, so right, yeah. he'll come all the way down and his long straight laser beam's gone, but he will continuously shoot these like rings out. Yeah, yeah. So you have to dodge up through the rings and that really got me a couple times. No, this was the guy, I, I, I was mistaken earlier. This was the one where I was like, just don't fight him. Just if you just wait a minute, you'll get to the boss area. Oh, okay. You know, you don't have to deal with them if you don't well, want to. But even if you don't, you, you do have to get out of the way of those rings. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> you have to you have to dodge his laser beam, which means going to the very bottom of the screen and then flying forward with the rings to come up out yeah, of it. Yeah, it's that's tough. a that's a little maneuver I never I didn't get at first. The, yeah. <laughs> the flying along with them. I was like, just get up, but you yeah. still get hit by them. You so. gotta you gotta get a little arc in there. It is definitely weird, but as soon as you do that, you move right on to the sixth boss. The Recycler. Yes, the Recycler. And beware, because unlike every other boss where you're just chilling, waiting for it to load in, give you the screen and all that, the Recycler comes in from the left, so he will hit you from behind oh, yeah, yeah. and kill you. You got to watch out. Yeah, you got to make your way around. Um, this is a guy where uh, as soon as it would, you know, the boss starts, and before he gets in there, I'm like, get my pot on behind me. I didn't even think of that. And shoot it back. And then he pull it as he's coming in, in. Yeah. and then it's like he'll get to the right wall, move, and then start to separate. So at first, then... you know, I, earlier I said I don't know how you fight certain bosses without the laser beam. So, and that's that's because the first time I went through here, I wasn't as pod adept. I got you. And so I thought oh, you got to use the laser on this guy oh, to hit the me, undersides me too, and stuff. It was like, especially because it typically moves into like three corners, where I was like, I'm hitting two or th- all three of them at yeah. once. And like, what it is is it's like a three distinct units: a left, a right, and a top. Yeah. And they come to out together, but then they quickly separate and then slowly just move around the screen. Yeah. Sometimes, slowly shoot. And then they also expel a bunch of little tiny creatures. Sometimes they'll like hook back up for a second and yeah. then separate. Um, but yeah, I had a, this guy, the first time I almost beat him and I was like, all right, I got this. And after that, I had a lot of trouble until I came up with this strategy where, like I said, I start the battle off with a backwards pod. Uh-huh. So I'm hitting that stuff, pulling it back forward. When well, he gets to the right, I would launch a pot at one on the bottom and then, right and blow it up usually. And then you're down to two, and then there will be eventually one of them. I think it's the centerpiece. It'll uh-huh. do this thing where it'll just stop in the middle for a right. second. And then it was like I just attached my pod and just flew right up next to it and touched it. And you just watch this thing like... Oh, really? And it would just die in like two seconds. Awesome. Now, for me, it was just you know shooting that pod off and then dragging it back through it as they slowly moved around the room. Yeah. I trying mean, to get as much time in them as possible. They have a bunch of little cannons on them that you can blow up, but I don't know if they're worth the time, really. Because... No. I mean, I would just blow them up incidentally. Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, they're very easy to avoid. Yeah. It's not hard. Just keep your wits about you. If you do, though... You get to move on to the final stage of the game. You are now deep in the Beidou Empire. Yes, which is interesting because it's they spelled that wrong in the manual. Because in the story, the Beidou, all the other games, it's B-Y-D-O. Okay. But here they... Bleh. Either way, this is where you start getting the real geekery. It's like an organic-y cave. Uh-huh. And there's a... A little bit of Mayan influence in there as well, feels yeah, like. Yeah, and you get all those spider bots swarms of them coming from the top and bottom this is where the pit little ball like i had one above me and it saved my butt so much because oh, yeah. i could just hover right at the top and i'm like i don't have to worry about the ones coming from the top so yeah hopefully i can 
I think I had a reflecting laser here, which helps you to keep the screen clear. I mean, the spiders just come in at every conceivable angle over and over again. It is it is super crazy. Yeah, and you go through a lot of that, and then you'll start getting waves of these yellow lobster bots called gargoyles. Yeah, well, I saw that, and I like that. I like, it. I like that name. <laughs> uh, and they don't even barely shoot. They just travel in a straight line, but they're really hard to destroy. Yeah, and uh, okay. It, and they have like a weird charge. They do speed up at some point. Mm, they weren't too bad on easy, but I know at first they're coming out, but then you'll start getting a, a true minefield and then big waves of those guys where right. it's like you have to burrow your way through them with lasers pretty much. Yeah, and, and you have to just pick a channel. You're not clearing out all of them. You're like, okay, I'm going to clear out this one and two path in front of me, and that's it. Yeah. But that's that's getting close to the end of the level there, though. And then, uh, yeah, because then, it, really, that's the very end, because it'll tighten up into a little tunnel, and you'll head through that to the boss room. Yes, the womb. The womb, with a view. And this is a, a weird thing. It's, yeah, it's like, it's a weird, like, you have two fetuses that are in these, like, compartments, yeah. separate compartments. weird space fetuses. Yes. And attached to the front of the womb are four other R-type ships. Yeah, they're all hooked up via these tubes or something. And at first, I didn't know what to do about that. I was like, what? I tried... At first, I didn't even realize they were ships. Yeah, I was just going about my way. And I was like, these things aren't blowing up. And I was like, wait, there's a ship hooked on there? And if you look at the base of that tentacle or whatever, there's a little red spot. Yeah. And that's the tiny spot you got to hit. And when you do, you release that ship. It flies to the back of the screen. And if you touch it with your ship, it then joins the fight. Yeah, it'll like swoop around and help a bit like it's pretty yeah. cool um but i think they also can be destroyed yeah uh mine always seemed to die I, maybe i was doing something i wrong, but... managed to get one with me to the end oh nice okay i mean there's some that default come back you know right after anyways um this definitely you want the reflecting laser because oh yeah you can move like right up and nail you can free two of those before the uh fight even starts like you can free two of those mm -hmm. r9s because you can get right at that angle where you're shooting both weak spots and then the weird part of this boss is that the i guess you're destroying the fetuses and uh i know no emails please <laughs> um and but like the little door that protects them is like on a timer it seems like yeah, it, it like opens open. and closes so it's easy to destroy that first one but then the t the doors are on separate timers for the front and back door areas so it's like you have to like you know, either wait for the right time for them to both be open or fly into the first mini womb, mm. hang out for a moment. I, when I got to this point, like, so I'd free the, the R9s mm -hmm. and I'm flying around trying to dodge these stupid spider bots and I would yeah, just wait. shoot my pot in the door uh -huh. and the first fetus. So it would blow it up pretty quick. Like right. it's just sitting in there, but I'm like, help me flying uh -huh. around. And then when I, when I finally beat it, I don't know how, because I was trying to get my pod back out, shoot it back in to get it in that second compartment. And that's where I kept running into two, three, four times. And then, so what must have happened was that second door had opened. I think it finally opened and it got in there. And it was shooting own. in there, shooting it yeah. while you were still monkeying around yeah, outside. Yeah, so it finally, like, I was just, like, I was not paying attention to it at all. <laughs> and it blew up. And I was like, thank you. Yes. And then once it explodes, the game's not entirely over. No. Because you do have a little bit of uh, running away to do. Yeah, you'll get a, a flying down escape shaft. You got some explosions coming behind you. Now, zoom in. I had a guy with me in mind. Um, when I was playing, it's like, it start off with, I didn't have anyone with me, and they were all gone. Mm -hmm. And then once you get to the end. No, before the end, I had a guy with me. Nice. Like, he's flying along with me out of the corridors. Right, right. Like, yeah. I was like, cool. It was like, with me, and, I was all alone. Till... And then at the very end, you come to a dead end, I think it is. Mm -hmm. You're like, what do I do? And then uh, another ship or two shows up, helps you blow a hole in this yeah, popsicle stand, you know, and you get fly out. out of there. Get out. You are free. I mean, I guess that's the ending. You get a story text. Yeah, real lackluster. The universe is restoring peace. Thank you for saving us. Yeah. Now, one thing I did notice when I watched the playthrough is if you beat it on the pro mode, you do get a full ending. Okay. Where it's like you get your text, then there's a cool shot of like close-up R9 flying. Then it shows them, like, the cockpit's open on Earth. You get out. Oh, cool. Like, you catch up with other stuff. And then the final shot is, like, it's, like, you just see the R9s, like, in a hangar. And you can see, like, the silhouette of the shadow of, of your man looking in the door. And it, like, closes it on it. Well, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it was, I mean, it looked fine. It's no great story. But right. 
I was like, at least you got an ending, even though because you'll get credits here, all yeah. pseudonyms and your final score, and then it will say, why don't you something along the lines of, why don't you try this again on a higher uh, difficulty? Yeah. On the pro mode, it says you are great. Ah. Uh, well, if you beat this game, you are great, no matter yeah. what level of difficulty you choose. Okay, Nick, it is time for the review portion of our show. And, of course, we always use the classic Nintendo Power Review System with four categories, each category having a possible score from 0 to 5, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 3.5. I did too. I was really torn because I I really liked the music. I just didn't feel like it went with things. Yeah, it's not... Yeah, it's kind of a weird vibe. And while I really loved the backgrounds and the design of the ship you're in, a lot of the enemy ships were really muddled and kind of just the thing. Yeah, some of them are just like, I'm like, eh, it's just a block, whatever. What a, you're just a thing. Yeah. But, you know, uh, the sound effects are great. I really enjoyed them. And the music, it is good. It's just that some of it is just kind of bizarre for the situations you find yourself in. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So, Nick, what did you give the game for play control? Uh, I gave it a 3.5. Oh, I gave it a 4.0. Okay. I mean, I really thought it was as as responsive as you needed. Uh, and Yeah, yeah. Um, throwing out your little thing was easy. I mean, there's not a lot to do. My only... I wish there was a way to not keep speeding up. I was running into it where I was like, I accidentally shot this thing and I got to go through it because it gets really fast. Agreed. Or I would also like to see a way to uh, retrieve the force on the backside of you without having to like monkey around it. Yeah. I know. I wish you could just flip it. Yeah. You know, or just could... have like a receive button for the, like the left shoulder button receives it on the back. The, oh, yeah, the yeah. right shoulder button receives it on the front, but anything, I mean, anything along those lines. Cause uh, there were a lot of times where I'd want it on the back, but I just didn't have the, the space or time. You're to too maneuver. busy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Nick, what did you rate the challenge factor of this game? <laughs> I gave it a 4.5. I gave it a straight up 5.0. Okay, yeah. I mean, yes, you can beat it on Novus, but I mean, what is that really? Yeah. We, we judge most games by their normal difficulty. Try to. <laughs> and I, I mean, you would just have to really bang your head against this game a million times to have yeah, it. Yeah, it's, I mean... You do. There's no checkpoints. Like no. <laughs> um, while you do have infinite continues, it's like, do you have infinite patience? Like it's really hard, yeah. man. I like, mean, maybe when we were nine, ten, even eleven years old. I don't know, man. It's like I will say that even though it's really hard, I didn't find it as frustrating as Batman last week. <laughs> For some Fair reason, well, I, I didn't notice. Like I thought it was really hard uh, as well. I mean, I'd give it a, a tougher score than you, but I agreed. I was never like super pissed yeah it's like it, it yeah i don't know it didn't seem like as unfair. it didn't and it fair yeah, yeah exactly like it was my fault i yeah, i know what it's I, like you can do it you just didn't exactly finally nick we have theme and fun i gave this a 3.5 as did i you know it's not the most fun i've ever had in a side-scrolling <laughs> shooter but it was way better than I was expecting. Yeah, I really got into the Force Pod, and I really look forward to playing um, another version with maybe some checkpoints. Right. Um, <laughs> agreed. And like I said, it was a weird roller coaster because at first I was like, oh, God, this is horribly hard. But then I really started to get into it, and then that kind of yeah, rose mean, for me there as it went on. I mean, maybe someday, you know, gamers tougher than me will get the ending on pro mode, but I, I'm like, I, I still feel like I would rather try that than get the real ending mm -hmm. on super ghouls and ghosts for example or... because i mean it is fun flying around the triple beam laser is a really awesome thing having your missiles flying all over the place you feel really cool when you do cool stuff in this that's yeah. for sure yeah and uh, as far as like the theming goes it does have that classic early 90s space geigery world but mm -hmm. it does present itself in a way that isn't just these exact ripoffs that we've seen mm -hmm. in so many other games yeah it's got its own flavor yeah and i really do like that well nick I have to ask, as I always do, should you play this game? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's really hard, but play it on easy, man, and, or cheap. Like, I mean, I don't mean it to sound bad like that, but it's, there's a lot of fun to be had in this game. You know, I agreed. I said, maybe. I mean, do you like shooters? Do you not mind a little pain? If you do, if this, if you can answer yes to both those, then definitely play this game. There's a lot of interesting things to, worth exploring in here. 
next week's game will be Castlevania Adventure for the Game Boy. So find a copy of that game any way you can. Grab your controllers or your old Game Boy and play along, friends. And remember, if there's anything we forgot, missed, messed up, or you just want to say hi, you can do it at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. And you can always find us on Twitter at Cart Command, on the Facebooks at Cartridge Command. We love hearing your feedback there, and we always update when we've got new stuff out. Please subscribe to the show on any side of device, Zune, iPod, whatever you're listening on these days. And uh, tell a friend, because, you know, that's that's how we grow our audience. Uh, like we've said a couple times before, we don't know what we're doing outside of uh, <laughs> sitting at this table. So there's not a lot of marketing going on. Just uh, hopefully you telling someone you know that this is a decent podcast. It's organic. Yeah, sure. Just use some buzz hip words there. Yeah, man. Small batch. Branding. Yeah. But those fine folks that visit us on patreon.com slash cartridge command and give to us with their hard-earned dollars, yeah. even as low as $1 a month, really helps us out yeah, and man. makes this show financially possible. It's great. Thanks, so, guys. Yeah, thank you a million times over. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, game on! That's the game. Oh, in the game, I was like, are you talking about like a real plane? No, there's, those are the Cs, right? Carriers. Yeah. C-130s, I guess. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> I lived on like four Air Force bases, and I couldn't tell you. Let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. What are the large planes that carry things? <laughs>